That's how we're going to start the episode. J.O. slurping. There we go. 2016, man, was a was a good year for WWE. 2017, it could be debated. We think it's wasn't a very good year for WWE. But uh, hello again, and welcome to Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund, alongside my assistant to the host, J.O. And uh, we're back with another episode after a couple of weeks. It's been kind of that, that the theme recently, doing more bi-weekly instead of uh, every week. And I think that's going to be the case for the uh, near future, at least. We'll, we'll figure it out, but we're going to keep it this way for a little bit. And uh, thank you for being patient with us as we've uh, been a little slow on getting episodes out here on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. But yeah, we'll get into 2017 here soon. But there's some news in uh, AEW. Uh, there's reports coming out that Punk's not going to be back with the company. Oof, that'd be a huge, huge loss for AEW. Yeah, I don't know about uh, they, They've been doing pretty good viewership-wise recently. Um, uh, since Punk's left, they've been over the millions for the last uh, at least few three or four weeks. So they've been doing pretty good. They had they drew a million last uh, episode for uh, AEW Grand Slam. Um, saw a lot of things happen. J.O.'s, one of J.O.'s things we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. It's probably his favorite moment of the whole entire thing. We had Jericho win the Ring of Honor World Championship, which was kind of a surprise to me. I don't understand that because it's just adding to Jericho's legacy at this point, but I don't really think he, his legacy is already submitted, so I don't know why. Cemented. Right, like, I didn't understand the really, booking of that. Really didn't need it. It would have been a great to solidify Cesaro, not Cesaro, but Claudio, Claudio's reign, yeah. but they decided to go with Jericho. Who knows what happens? It may get Ring of Honor their TV deal. We'll see what happens. Um, Tony Storm retained the uh, interim women's championship, but afterward, as Athena and uh, Storm were getting jumped, surprise, surprise, Soraya shows up, aka no, also known as uh, Paige from her di- time in WWE, which got an enormous pop, by the way. Probably the biggest pop of the entire night. Right. Yeah. It was insane. I was watching the highlights on Twitter. It was nuts. And that was not only like the only big pop of the night. The other, another big pop of the night was when the acclaimed, the acclaimed, listen, won the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Cool moment, because at the end, uh, they Bowens hit a uh, swerve, and then, uh, as they call him, Daddy Ass himself, Billy Gunn hits the famous sir on uh, Strickland, sends him back into the ring. They hit their uh, finishers, Bowens and uh, Caster, and they win the titles, and the crowd popped huge for it. Yep, sure did. And then we got Mox again as AEW World Champion, winning over I, Danielson. I was, yeah, I, I think I thought I liked it. He, I think he's always good as champion. I don't, I don't Kinda think good. like you couldn't have gone wrong either way. Oh, okay, that's true. That's true. You had you had Danielson or Moxley. Really, does it matter? No, they they both would have done f- but, fine. But Mox, Mox was about to go on vacation, and he's world champion again. All this stuff comes up, and Mox ends up being world champion again, but I think that's more so of a reward for him being willing to come back. 
right? Danielson doesn't get really hurt by this at all. He'll probably win it at some point, I would think. Oh, uh, definitely. The way they're setting it up is MJF's going to take it off Moxley at some point. With the he's going to cash in that poker chip. Uh, it it has to be a sanctioned match by Tony Khan. By the way, that's it was explained. So Tony Khan has to sanction the match first before the cash in happens. So it has to be planned, really. Fine. Um, also, yeah, that's that's what pretty much what happened at a Grand Slam Part One. Um, I saw some spoilers for the uh, night two um, uh, for Rampage. It's two-hour special. Um, uh, one thing was, J.O., I don't know if you're familiar with this wrestler, but the great Muta was on there. The name definitely sounds familiar. Yes, a uh, very, very famous uh, Japanese wrestler. He also appeared in WCW and uh, is one of the biggest Japanese legends around, but he, he showed up to save Sting on a, uh, Rampage, spoiler alert, whenever you're listening to this, but <laughs> if you, I just, I just saw it online. I saw it on TikTok. People were videotaping it, but that's what I saw. Uh, Eddie Kingston uh, ends up losing to Sammy Guevara. That's, that's all I'll say, but not because he lost. It's because he kicked so much arse that they disqualified him. So <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm giving out for the uh, AEW Rampage spoilers, but that's a two-hour special coming up this... Uh, that's a special edition of Rampage, two hours this uh, Saturday, not Saturday, Friday on TNT, so that'll be interesting. I haven't been able to catch Dynamite recently, but I've been catching the highlights and seeing what's happened, and they've been putting out some pretty dang good episodes. That's what I've, I've noticed. They've been turning out some good stuff, but talk about... So Soraya, J.O., you you that's like one of your favorite female wrestlers. Right. So my question to you, Stig Daddy, is everyone knows, everyone watching knows, you know, I'm a I'm a casual. That's okay. I'm I'm not afraid to admit that. Did Paige go by Soraya before? Yes. Okay. So that explains it because I I, of course, did not know that. So I think that's her real. That's her, I think that's her name, actual name. Is it her real name? Okay. Let me so, let me let me pull out the Wikipedia machine here real quick, just to make sure I'm correct and not look like a complete doofus. <laughs> but yeah, I I had to. I was watching the video. Crowd was going wild when the name comes on, and I'm just looking like, who's this? And then she steps out, and I was like, wait a minute, is that is that Paige? Is that Paige? I started asking. So then I even had to look it up. Like, who the fuck is Soraya? And then, like, yep, it was Paige. Paige is in AEW, which is fucking insane. Cleared to wrestle, thank God. Finally. Finally. Here we go. Yeah, her name is Soraya. Her her legal name is birth name Soraya. So yeah, she went by Brit. Her other rig names Brittany Knight and Soraya is the only other one besides Paige. So yeah, that's cool to see her finally get to. There is so many cool comeback stories in the last, what, three or four years in wrestling? And all in AEW, right? <laughs> well, four. Four, I'd say. Because uh, Danielson came back four and a half years ago at WrestleMania 34. He made his comeback. Yeah. And he had a, he was that uh, he was pretty much ruled out for his career. Christian's bit was ruled out for his career, which he's back. Uh who else did we we was said Soraya and uh, Edge of course, Edge Edge was a huge one. 
that was the probably the biggest one I thought. But there's been a lot of cool comebacks. These it feel like modern technology and everything has helped out a lot with this. These in, career threatening injuries, they we, people are able to come back and stuff, and that's really cool to see because those create some of the best moments because you're not expecting. I was I had no idea of, that they were she was possibly going to come back to the ring because it looks like right. she looks like she's coming back to the ring now. Right. And I don't, uh, that's, it's definitely not a fault of WWE. If anything, I'd rather they be too safe than reckless, mm-hmm. you know, like they don't uh, want another. And why, what I think J.O. in this situation with AEW, why it's different than WWE is they don't have a house show circuit. Yeah. Then their wrestlers aren't going through as much. That's my, that's just my opinion. That's kind of why I think some people like going to AEW instead is because of the schedule. I know people like some like people like to wrestle a ton all the time. I mean, but, the heck, didn't Paige get hurt at a house show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a good point. I never ever would have thought of it thought yeah. of it like that. Yeah. So cool things happen in wrestling, even while CM Punk is probably gone from AEW forever and gone from professional wrestling forever which is probably one of the more failed comebacks in history. You thought it was cool. You was cool for a while and then everything just unraveled and uh, we'll maybe get into depth on that some other time. (laughs) But here we go. Let's talk about it. 2017. Why was it an awful year for WWE? So we're going to go, J.O. and I are going to go back and forth. We're going to figure, we're going to talk. If there's any crossover, we'll, we'll just cover it at the same time. And uh, it should be interesting. So we'll go back and forth on this and see where everything goes. It's It was not a good year, I don't think. There was some good stuff. Royal Rumble pay-per-view to open the year was great. I'll say that. Roman Reigns and uh, Kevin Owens was very good, as well as John Cena. And uh, the uh, AJ Styles for the WWE Championships. Those were two really good matches it was a fun show overall um but still it there's just what a lot of the reason the rest there's a lot of good wrestling in 2017 but there was a lot of questionable booking in 2017 that and which was why i think it made it awful first off wrote brock lesnar as universal champion horrible idea didn't think it was necessary Yep, that was that would be that was one of my first talking points too. Is his reign just got boring and tired like suits so quickly, in my opinion? Because he held that thing, he did he held that thing through WrestleMania 38 and I think almost through SummerSlam that next year, 2018. Which, it, which I, honestly, we may get into 2018 at some point too, because that was even worse. That's where everything started really going bad. And he was hardly ever on TV at this point, right? Yeah, was he, was part-time, he was part-time champion. That was pretty much what it was. Only ever showed up at the pay-per-views. Never. I mean, he may have showed up on TV, but he never really defended it on TV. Or No, he never defended it on TV. He was always yeah, on ever. pay-per-view. Yeah. And it's the even though... Reigns has had his title for this long. He feels like a fighting champion, like he deserves it in a way, because you see him a lot. You see him. Yeah. Uh, and you can't say that about Lesnar during this time. No, no. And I, I completely agree. I'm not, I'm kind of think it's the t- Reigns been stale, stale at this point. 
that's just me talking for for Roman. But no, nah, it, it Brock's reign. Brock shouldn't Brock shouldn't have held the title for that long, really. Or he shouldn't have ever won it in the first place. Just give him his win against Goldberg back. While that was a cool attachment in hindsight, it really well in at at the time. In hindsight, I'm like, why does why was that necessary? Why did you need the title involved with Goldberg and Brock to make it special? Not really. No, with those two guys, nah. At the time, just them would have been fine. I know they did it. They did a squash at, at uh, Survivor Series the previous year, which was cool. That was cool. But I, then the match I, they did I, at I, WrestleMania was great. It was fun. It was a pretty yeah for you know. For those kind of wrestlers, yeah, it was pretty but good. But what it led to in WWE was the constant need for those kind of matches. They they, const- they overdid that kind of match later on. Um, yeah. I thought I thought there was also multiple times where they could have took the title off of them, which we'll get into here, actually. I'm just going to mention them right now. I was going to say, yeah, we could just do it now because I was going to bring it up too. Samoa Joe at Great Balls of Fire. That was one time. One, yep. And Braun Strowman at No Mercy. Was this was this when Braun Strowman was white hot? Yes. Oh my God, man! I rem- everyone always Braun Strowman was always the example that people use where the WWE stands like Vince knows how to build a wrestler. He knows how to build a character. Like just look at Braun Strowman, and you know what? They would be right. Bra- Vince built Braun to damn near perfection. But he just never followed through on it. He fought when he followed through. It was three years too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like here, like here's an example, Jo. So we had the acclaimed. They got white hot in AEW recently. They people were pissed that they lost the title. They lost the title match at All Out. You know what they did to make up for it? Two weeks later, they actually capitalized off the momentum that the character had, the characters have, the wrestlers have, and gave them the titles when they're white freaking hot because that's the best time to put the belts on them. You would think that's the simp- that's the easiest thing to come up with, right? The simple thing, the obvious thing. But I guess Vince just didn't see it that way. And yeah, Braun, Braun's character definitely suffered and definitely his momentum and characters suffered because of that. He didn't win the Universal Championship until 2020. And like you said, I don't even think anyone cared at that point. No, no one cared at that point for Braun Strowman, really. Because he became kind of a joke in a way because he had this stupid train thing where he runs around the ring. It was just, it was, it was really dumb, but... Yeah, that was one of the times. Hopefully, he gets another shot at redemption. And actually, Triple H uses him like he should as a monster this time. I'm not a personally a big fan of him, but at the time, he was white hot, and they should have put the title on him there. Um, Jo, yeah. what's what's a, what's one of your points? Uh, well, one of it was, um, like I said, Brock Lesnar. Another one. These won't be in like order throughout the year is just points that stood out to me so i don't know if you were going in order i'm not but uh sister abigail i thought sister abigail was just a week for 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 the build-up that they were giving it with bray white and sister abigail it was it was interesting only for the reveal to be sister abigail was 
Bray Wyatt wearing like a a a, a blanket essentially. Oh, was that the one? Was that the? Yep, I remember this now because it was supposed to be a Finn Balor, uh, Braun Strowman, not Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt match at TLC that year. And that never happened because uh, Bray got sick, and then it turned out to be AJ Styles, which actually was a much better idea. Much better, yeah. <laughs> it turned out much better. But yeah, yeah I got you. I got you there. Yeah, but yeah. It was just the the highlights that they were bringing, not highlights, but the way they were building up into it. People may okay, maybe it's the fans' fault for speculating too much. Like, what are they? Is is someone coming back? Or are they going to bring someone back? Like, who could it be? only for it to be revealed to be just, like I said, Bray Wyatt disguised, not even a good disguise, disguised as someone else. It uh-huh. just, it was kind of a letdown in my well, opinion. Well, speaking of that, he might be coming back soon, it sounds like, because they keep dropping these weird teases about the white rabbit and how that could possibly be him. And they're playing music at uh, during commercial breaks and stuff and all that, doing these little subtle teases, even in like the picture promotions for matches and stuff. It's, like a lot of Easter eggs. There's like just a lot of theories out there about Bray, which he's one of the best creative minds around. You, you know that, but he, that was a fail. Well, well I, while you mentioned Bray Wyatt, I'm going to mention this. Um, WrestleMania 33 with him and Randy Orton and his failed kind of push really. He, they they gave him the WWE title at the Elimination Chamber the month before, and then they had him lose it straight up the next month. And him winning was such a dope moment. And then that match was absolute. That was quite possibly the worst WrestleMania match in history. What what did they call it? The haunted something? No, it was just the W. It was just the WWE Championship match, but they had the stupid video graphics on the, the the mat. Right, yeah, but I thought they called it something. It might, it might have, it might have been the 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 different one because I know they later had on. I think it was later on. Yeah. You're thinking of, but it's, this it, was just it bad. Didn't do anything. It didn't even do anything. The 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 PowerPoint projections. Yeah, cockroaches and all this weird stuff, and Randy Orton wins the title, which I didn't understand. Really, I got I liked the storyline that they were doing, but then they throw all this stupid hocus pocus crap in there, which. I don't really care for all that much. And it was just the way it was executed and everything was just God awful. Not, yeah. Drop the ball on that one. It was bad. It was really, really uh, bad. Um, uh, Up next for you, J.O. Another one I had was Jinder Mahal. And his yes. WWE championship reign. I kind of figured we'd probably share that. It was not handled well at all. Well, like it's not, nothing against nothing against Jinder Mahal. I'm sure he's an amazing guy. You know, he put in the work. But it's the reign no one wanted, and it's the reign that stayed along way past way, its expiration date. Way, way, way past his expiration date. I know, I know what they said it was. It was to break into the Indian market, even though, you know, Jinder Mahal is from, like, what, North Carolina? Canada. Canada. Oh, okay. Even, <laughs> he's from, from Canada. Calgary. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure people even looked into that. Him as champion didn't boost numbers at all if, and if you know, if it did. 
it would have been very minuscule. And once they saw that, okay, this isn't working, the fans aren't responding well to this, we need to do something about this. And they didn't. They just kept it on him. Because he, well, he held it from April all the way through almost November. Jeez. And, and the way they executed it, it was just weird. Because he went from jobber, pretty much jobber, lower mid-card guy, to world champion in like a matter of weeks, which made absolutely no sense at all. It just, it wasn't believable. Wasn't believable. They also had him beat Randy Orton, the freaking Punjabi prison, which is oh, awful. And great Kali was involved. Has that, has that match ever went over well? No, it's been awful about every single time. God. It's not a good, like you can't see anything. No, you can't. And the rules are confusing. Like you can go to the gate when it opens, but if it's closed and you can't go to the gate from, for the rest of the match, and then it becomes like a hell in a cell, basically. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with that point with Ginger Mahal's world title reign. That was pretty bad. Um, and he gave Shinsuke his first television loss, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we'll get into Shinsuke. This is going to be a little bit of a conversation about Shinsuke here in a short time because that's, that's a big topic. Um, here, here we go. Here's another one. Baron Corbin's failed money in the bank cash-in, losing it via roll-up to Ginger Mahal. The most, the most indestructible move in WWE. The roll, or the, in the, surpri- the surprise roll-up. There's some backstory to this, isn't there? I think Cena like, was involved in a few with Cena at that point, and then, if I remember right, he was involved I'm talking, with Cena. Like, sorry, I'm talking about uh, backstage. some... Backstage, some there was some heat behind this, wasn't there? I think, or yeah, I, was, I, think I think it may have I, it may have been a rumor, it may have been fact. I don't know which, but I, yeah, because I think people weren't too keen on Corbin backstage at that point. If that, yeah, if memory serves me right, and Vince probably just didn't think he was he was ready for that at the moment either. So then, why book him to win it? Well, yeah, well, there's a we'll get into the person that should have won it. It's just well, you'll, you'll know. Um, up next. Oh, sorry. You're up. Jim, um, you're, you're, good. Up. Jim, you're good. I thought we were going back and forth. Um, well, I did. I just said mine. Oh, you did, didn't you? Uh, this one you may or may not agree with um, since uh, who it's containing to. But Kurt Angle's uh, angle with his son, alleged son. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> first, first of all, even though 2017 was such a long time ago, I thought that the days of WWE doing stuff like uh, forbidden romances or illegitimate children, I thought those were... I thought those were days long past, mm-hmm. but it was the year 2017. And then, nope, Kurt Angle has an illegitimate son. Jason Jordan. And I, Jason Jordan. Uh, IU alum, go Hoosiers. Boo. That, <laughs> Boo. Oh, that's, I forgot who I'm talking to. Yeah, you're talking to the guy like Purdue. So it, yeah, get out, get off my lawn. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but I think the worst part about this was I don't think literally nothing came out of this for as long as it was. Nothing came out. Of it, it didn't get Jason Jordan over at all. No. It was a complete at fail. All. It was complete failure. And they it made, it the made fans actually hate Jason Jordan. <laughs> it had the negative effect. Which, I mean, I, just, I think it's just kind of funny where they I, they probably came up with the idea as, well, Jason Jordan is like a true All-American wrestler with legit wrestling background. Oh, just like Kurt Angle. He's, we're going to make him father and son. I think that's as deep as that conversation went. Probably. So are we going to make Kurt Angle? Huh? Damn, we're going to make Kurt Angle. We're going to make Jason Jordan <laughs> Kurt Angle's son. God damn it. It's going to work. Oh, Lord. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Um, up next for me, it's Roman Reigns versus Undertaker from WrestleMania 33. Oh, oh, it was not, it was sad. Taker should not have been in the ring at all because I remember watching his documentary and I'm like, after watching his doc, I'm like, this guy, I don't know how he even made it to the ring in the first place. Dude couldn't even hardly move after the match, and it's it shouldn't have happened. He, uh, as much as I liked, he he continued wrestling afterward. Did he really need this? No, I don't, I don't think so. Like he could have done it, been done at WrestleMania what thirty two with with uh, Shane McMahon, and that could have been the end of it. Oh, yeah, it definitely could have. Because that was a little higher note than this one was, because this one was kind of just, it was kind of sad to watch. It was like the old dog getting taken to the woodshed or old yeller, pretty much. And it just, it wasn't a good match. No, it, it was just not. wasn't a good match. Too much, like there are a lot of botches. One that stood out to me in particular was, I think. I think Taker had Roman up for a tombstone, but then Roman reversed it. Mm-hmm. And he was going to – he had Taker in the tombstone. He just he fell. Like yeah, it was oh. – and then I, – I mean, the match wasn't – okay, no, uh, let me take that back. Yeah, the match was bad, but I think it was kind of saved with the ending. The goodbye I thought was pretty solid. But it didn't turn out to be a but goodbye. It didn't turn out to be a goodbye, no. It – oh, it oh god just I can't even secondhand embarrassment if I'm being honest that's just it's not good no. not good. Uh, what do you have next, Jo? Uh, you talked about it. Um, well, you mentioned it, but mine was the uh, women's money in the bank. Boo! Yeah, that's one of my points. Otherwise, an amazing match, pretty good match. But how, how in the world do they think they're going to break his break history, Jesus, make history by having a first all women's money in the bank and then have the winner be a man who grabs the briefcase and just hands it off to someone? The first money in the bank for women's, all women. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely groundbreaking. And then you're just going to ruin it? 
Well, you know that you know they did the same thing with the main event, not the main event, but the women's triple threat match at WrestleMania 32. Because they had Flair, Ric Flair get involved in it. They oh yes, they did. It always has to be a man involved for some reason. They can't just go without a hitch and have not have one man involved. Yeah, by by having a freaking man win the briefcase, pretty much. James Ellsworth, who had his expiration date way gone already. <laughs> he was he expired like 20, late 2016, early 2017. He didn't need to be there anymore. Yeah, I, that's one of the points where I'm like, what the hell were they thinking? Probably weren't, wouldn't, they probably weren't thinking of anything good. Cause it's, and, and they ended up what, just going back on it because they had a match for the briefcase on the following Raw, did they not? Mm hmm. Jesus. SmackDown, what you meant, but yeah. SmackDown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was okay. Yeah. Just not good. Just how do you ruin that? That oh my god, just not good. Yeah, whoever whoever greenlit that, that is an idiot. So <laughs> God damn, that was oh so bad. Okay, here we go. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna get me flack or not. I don't think it will. Enzo Amore winning the cruiserweight championship at no mercy from Neville. Oh, I don't know if that gets you flagged or anything that gets you support. Because he completely ruined the cruiserweight division by himself. I just, I did, I, I did not buy Enzo Amore as a wrestler at all. He just needs to be stuck in a managerial role because he can't, couldn't wrestle a freaking, he couldn't wrestle himself out of a, I don't know, couldn't wrestle, period. He's just not good. He was magic on the mic, but no, he was... He was average wrestler at not, best. not even average. He was like <laughs> below average. Not good. Neville was the freaking man. That dude carried the cruiser cruiserweight. I honestly, you want to say this? It's it was the work rate division of WWE. Absolutely was. And they had no desire to really go with it and fully commit to it. And so, yeah, that was just incredibly disappointing. And th this was, he, it's either he already had or was starting to get some of that heat backstage, was it not? Yeah. He wasn't, he didn't stay in the company that long after that, no, right? because he got fired. Yeah. God. Man. The, Big Cass and Enzo were good together, I'll say that. But yeah, he did not, he... He was somewhat. He's. They're one of the tag teams that if you split them apart, then they don't. They don't have anything. They. Mm -hmm. They just don't have anything. Yeah. Uh, I think coming up to towards the end, Jo. What's one of your last points? My last points. Last point. Uh, just a small brief moment, but just it. I know it rubbed me the wrong way, and it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Was Roman Reigns coming in at number thirty? At the Royal Rumble. Oh my God! Everyone, everyone always is excited for the last entry because maybe it's someone who could it be? And then, of course, everyone knows how everyone is feeling about Reigns at this point. Really couldn't stand him. So when his music dropped, just the flood, flood of booze. No one wanted to see it. 
No one wanted to see it. No one. I completely forgot about that. Now, yeah, you refresh my memory. And I remember us watching in the freaking quad. And I'm like, what the bleep, man? Right. I remember it too. His again, his music hit, and I think both of us just did the. Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that was again, bad. that was that was during the anti uh, anti Roman spot where I just I I didn't want him to be the main guy. It's like just turn the guy heel, just turn yeah. him heel. Um, couple of last. I'm just gonna do two points here at the end. Uh, Goldberg squashing KO for the Universal Title at Fast Lane. Oh yeah. KO had a really good KO had a really good rain with it. it. Had fun. It was a fun rain. I don't like the way it ended there. But the most important last thing is pretty much Shinsuke Nakamura's main event push was absolutely killed at this point. And I'm not and he got he got the Royal Rumble, won the Royal Rumble in 2018, but this is where ultimately he got his push killed cuz he took two straight pay-per-view losses to Jinder Mahal. He could have won the money in the bank a couple of months before, but they decided to put it on Baron Corbin instead when Shinsuke, instead of Shinsuke when he was white hot. And they, it pretty much him losing to gender twice just killed any chance of ever him ever being in the main event. Man. I was, I've, never seen a push kill, I've never seen a push killed probably faster because he went from May – and by the time it was October, his push is pretty much freaking dead. They tried to revive it in January with the Royal Rumble and then had him turn heel at WrestleMania, which it turned out to be nothing, practically. Nothing. Nothing. Because he just lost every big match he was in. Just Oh, my God, not good. Not good. You could have crowned your first ever Japanese world champion, just because, but because he probably didn't talk the best you weren't able to put the title on him. Jesus. God, just that's one of the most things, that's probably one of the most bothersome, bothersome things that uh, has happened in WWE in the last few years, last five or so years was his failed push because he should have been world champion at some point. And that's a lot of people. You should, should have been world champion. Cesaro definitely was one as well, but like a lot of our there was a lot of good wrestling we've said like in 2017 there was a lot of good wrestling good shows extreme rules and the hardy's returning that was cool as well but shield the the shield yeah but the booking overall in the year was just bad it was just bad because there's so many missed opportunities that's what i'm that's more of what it's why it was awful just obvious obvious things that you think would They'd want to do because it's strike gold, but nope, they, would, they just did the exact opposite, basically. Yep. We'll get into 2018 sometime in the future, but I hope you enjoyed this why 2017 was an awful year for WWE episode of the show. The next time we will hit the uh, podcast airwaves will be uh, with an episode regarding the superstars that shouldn't be in the companies they're currently in, where they should like they should be wrestling somewhere else. Ultimately, we'll get into that. Next time on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show, hopefully here in the next few weeks. Uh, thank you for thank you all for listening to this episode. You can find all episodes on Spotify, Podbean, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcast. You can follow Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show on Twitter, Facebook at Sig Daddy Wrestle, and on TikTok at Sig Daddy Wrestle, and on Facebook, I mean Instagram at Sig Daddy Wrestle. 
And uh, J.O., thank you for joining me as always. And uh, we'll of be course. back next week. Ne- not next week. We'll be back next time with another episode. So I'm Skylar Sigdaddy Sigmund. That's J.O. Thanking you all for listening. Saying so long, everybody.